Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Alright, welcome to episode 53 of Tony's Take Podcast. This is the sports side of the pod. I'm here with always Tony. What's going on? Carter. What's good? And of course, Off-Road Andy. Hello. Yeah, let's talk some sports. He always we breaks a trend. I always go off of you, and then he always changes it the you know, third times. Well, what that's what we right? like about Andy, though. That's well, who we're Andy is. Time. We don't have much time here. we got to get to it. I mean, I, like in life? or <laughs> No, we got to get to the baseball. Life is short. To life the baseball. Short. The baseball has started. Yes. we the are. The baseball gonna, started, guys. We are going to open up with baseball because one of uh, the local players, the new guy for the Angels, Sho- how do you even say his first name? Shohei? Shohei Otani. I believe they call him Showtime. Has put on a show in his first Week in Cal or not California? I guess they played in Oakland. His first week in oh, at Oakland's home. not in California. Yeah, no, I said it is in California. Okay. That's why I, I didn't say that. In his first week at home, he put on a show. His first at bat at home on Tuesday night because he didn't play Monday night. Hits a home run, and just from there, it's just been ridiculous. It's been magic. He, he won AL Player of the Week. He ended up hitting three home runs this week. Had about seven RBIs or so, and then pitched one phenomenal game where he went, I believe, seven innings. Gave up one run, maybe. I don't think he gave up any. So no runs. I think only one hit and 11 strikeouts. Just ridiculous. Some would say there's a glow about him. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's crazy after Especially that spring after training. Coronas. Everyone was worried because he just wasn't very good. Exactly. And a lot of people have come out, too, and now been saying how that wasn't fair. I guess we had such high expectations for him, but it wasn't fair to really put that much criticism on it just because it is spring training. He was new. He was adjusting. And... I'll be honest though, I didn't, I didn't think he would end up doing this good right off the bat. I thought maybe he would struggle to adjust for the first month or so, but he's out of the gates hot. And I'll tell you right now, if the, if he pans out to continue to play like this, like, and he's consistent like this throughout the year, Angels are going to be a very dangerous team. I mean, because he's batting eighth right now, and I mean, eventually, I'm sure he might move up in the order or so, but it just shows you how deep their lineup is right now. And then you've got. And if he ends up pitching like that, I mean, he's an ace. He's a, he's, he's your game one starter if they go yeah, to the playoffs. I think playoffs. this was the, uh, just a really good week. Yeah. I'm well, optimistic yeah. about him, but I think this is just like the best case scenario for well, him. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he's going to obviously have weeks where he does not pitch that well. And then he's also, I don't want to take anything away from him, but he's faced Oakland twice now. So that second start, I think he kind of figured out quickly how to pitch to certain hitters on Oakland. So I think that helped. But so I guess we'll get a real good taste of you know how he's going to be when he ends up facing you know multiple teams, you know. So far he's only faced one team in his two starts. Yeah, I'd also like to see I don't know what their plan is is he's not going to be in the lineup the day after he pitches or something. And and the day before, I believe. Okay. So, so they're I, really going to which I think is smart. I mean, they have enough depth right now. They don't need him in the lineup every day. You've got Pool host, you've got Trout, you've got Upton. Simmons has been a really good hitter for them. The Angels, ironically, actually going into today, lead the majors in home runs. That's something that yeah. they're as we're not used to hearing from with them. Used to hearing that from New York, Texas, Houston, but not just, Anaheim. Yeah, you know, right now it's it's so. They, I don't know if they if they know what to do with them because it doesn't doesn't seem like there's a dominant side to him right now. Like that he's better pitcher than hitter. Or better than hitter, hitter than pitcher, where you can like kind of yeah. play around with that. Find, Maybe skip some starts if he's a really good hitter. Or yeah, I was gonna say, find out what's more important. Yeah, but I mean, you can't complain. Oh no, absolutely you can get not. Get this all season, they're not going to. But 
I just uh, we have not seen this in our lifetime in multiple people's lifetime. This hitter pitcher combo thing. No, oh, yeah, it's definitely what fun to watch so far, and it's fun that it's Giants a... should uh, start playing Bumgarner in the outfield. Then. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he's nearly as efficient. Yeah, but uh, anyway, but then continuing with baseball, there's a. Uh, it's only been about ten games so far, but uh, what teams so far have impressed you, and what teams have been disappointing to you thus far? Well, I think the uh, the big. Surprise is out in New York. Not the Yankees, no, but the Mets. The Mets. There. The Mets have started off the season going into today 8-1 and one and just swept Washington in Washington. And their their pitching's been pretty solid. They're, it's the, the first time that their five young pitchers have all pitched five consecutive games. Yeah. So they've had this, like, idea that this all these young guys are going to you know all what? be together, and it's finally happening. I wouldn't mind seeing the Mets do well this year because it just seems like it's been one of those things where they had all this potential with how good of a team or how good of a rotation they had, and it's unfortunate those guys keep getting hurt. And it would be nice to actually get to see a season finally of them all healthy and be able to do what they were – what they're capable of doing because, you know, all those guys are all still very young. So, Yeah, I don't know if I'd like to see them after they beat the Dodgers two years ago. <laughs> It's not like they like had a good year and then it's been five years since the big game. They had one off year, but the the other really uh, impressive team so far has been the Red Sox. Oh yeah, so that's not much of a surprise. Like last year was a disappointment, even though they did make the playoffs. But just that David Price was almost like worthless. But they they just keep they acquire a good player every year. They got Chris Sale last year, and now they got JD Martinez. JD Martinez. The thing with the Red Sox too is they destroyed the Yankees tonight. It was fourteen to one in like the seventh inning. But they're now nine and one. And the wild thing is, is like you were saying, they've won nine in a row. They should be ten and zero. The only game they lost was opening day when Chris Sale pitched beautiful baseball, and then they brought in the bullpen, and Joe Kelly got hit around. Which I don't even know why that guy's in the major league still, but. He got hit around, and the Red Sox were up 4-0 in the eighth and gave up a six-run inning to Tampa Bay, and that's been their only loss of the year. So if you take away the bullpen imploding late in that game, they would be 10-0 right now, which is you don't see that start in baseball. You know, you see it in football, you'll see it in basketball. You don't see it in baseball, though. So that's pretty exciting, I guess, for them right now. That AL East is going to be pretty good, I think. But, you know, we shall see. The season is young, very, very young, way too young to even get into any of this yet you know what's not young champions league soccer that's right and what a day they had today i mean two games that uh i think a lot of casual fans probably thought weren't going to be great games um and kind of weren't but uh not in the side you would expect Uh, i think the big one today I mean, they're both pretty big, but uh, the bigger one is probably Roma over Barcelona. Oh, that was by far the biggest one. Because uh, Liverpool, I think a lot of people thought they were going to advance because they did beat Man City in their first leg 3-0, so they just had to make sure they defended well. And Man City did score in the second minute, and Man City is a very dangerous team, so it was definitely possible they could score three themselves. But the key is that away goal, and if Liverpool, which is a very high-attacking offense, and as one of the best goal scorers in the league with Salah, I don't even know his first name, yeah. but he, um, I said it was going to be tough to shut Liverpool out. So all Liverpool would have needed is one goal, and then Man City would have then needed five. And sure enough, Liverpool answered with the goals shortly after the second half started, 
And that just obviously gave Man City, blew away all their hope, and Liverpool ended up actually even winning the game. Yeah. But uh, the the big one, like you said, was Barcelona and Roma. Barcelona won their first leg at home 4-1, to one, but the big thing is that away goal, and they went to Roma. Everybody and their mother, though, thought that would have been more, more than enough goals for Barcelona against an Italian club that is good, but they're not even the best in their league. I mean, yeah. Juventus is. And sure enough, they shocked the world today and beat Barcelona 3-0. And uh, they better pray they get paired up against... I mean, all anyone's going to be tough, but they better hope they don't get paired up against Real Madrid yeah, or Bayern yeah. Munich because those are going to be the other two teams. They're both going to finish off their well, it's looking like teams it's tomorrow. Be, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be those uh, two. If they, as long as they don't get paired up against See, and other. that's what I'm hoping because, I mean, I really would Some like to see blood. Madrid get paired with Roma or Liverpool and then Munich get Liverpool or Roma also because I want to see Munich and Madrid in the finals. Yeah, I think And so. you know what? Honestly, if Liverpool or Roma gets past... Munich or Madrid, assuming they face one of them in the next round, then you know what? They deserve to be in the finals. I agree. I agree. And uh, I think that's the matchup I want to see as well. Um, I, I just feel like if Liverpool or Roma go against Real or but Munich, it's going to be kind of a... Blow. I will say, though, in a one-game, the world's watching type atmosphere, if Liverpool did face Munich or Madrid in the finals, I actually think... That would be a pretty solid game because Liverpool really does have a solid oh, attack. Oh, they're very underrated, underrated. So that and they would actually be fun to see, you know. And it's been a while since we've seen a Premier League team take it. I think Chelsea was the last yeah, Premier was, League team yeah. to win it, and that was in penalties yeah. against. Uh, I think it was was Bayern Munich two um, years back. Yeah, I'm not sure. It was uh, like oh. Yeah, that was like 45 years ago. Because yeah. Madrid's won the last couple, I think. Yeah. But anyway, regardless, it should be a. Uh, it'll be an exciting. Uh, matchup i always enjoy watching the champions league finals game it's always a good game good exciting game you know the best football clubs in the world yeah no and it's even like, i watched it last year look at you yeah it's here wow i was gonna say i couldn't remember where we watched it but i think it was it was here wasn't it and then real madrid i don't remember how the game went i'm not gonna try to explain it i think you had money on like a player scoring a goal or something and you were all pumped and i think i had i definitely had something that i know one i it might have just been real madrid though it's possible but Anyway, makes sense. I have a question: Is there any team teams from France? I, I recognize all these cities you're saying. But PSG yeah. is the best team from okay. France, but they got like they have Neymar. Only, let's go with like their only team. Yeah, they have <laughs> they have Neymar and Neymar. They have, all these, they have all these names for these teams, and it's like sometimes they're cities, sometimes they're. So does PSG have to do? With, is that Paris? Paris Saint Germain. Okay, so that's yeah. why I've never heard. How about is there any Dutch teams? Is there like a, yeah, there, there's leagues all over the. Well, I'm sure there's teams, but the like as far as the like as, top teams. Yeah, as far as like top. I don't tier know who the top go, the, Dutch the, team is. Ajax used to be up there. Yeah, I mean that was actually even a team Zlatan Ibrahimovic played for in his early oh. days. Other than that, though, I'm not sure how you know. There's no the big leagues are La Liga and Premier League. That's yeah. where you're gonna get most of your top talent. Um, PSG then, is the only other big team because they cough up the money. Yeah, they have they have Neymar, and that's the only reason why they got a, well they got eliminated so early because they got matched up with Real Madrid in the round of 16. But other than that, they also didn't have Neymar for it. This was the guy who hurt his ankle. Yeah, and he never came back, so he didn't yeah. come back in time. And no. then and then you'll he, get like a, a they're random... gonna save him for the World Cup anyway. Yeah. Brazil doesn't want to see him play until it's June. Yeah. You'll get a random Asia team that uh bids on a player so that's like towards like, the end like of their career system. though yeah, because they get paid older. they'll pay those guys yeah big hundreds time. of thousands a week yeah and it's uh yeah but that, other than that like those are the only uh, it just seems like there's got to be like hundreds of teams throughout the world 
But oh, I yeah. we only I hear mean, about like seven teams. And yeah, stuff. And, oh. and people that play like collegiate in America, they'll sometimes go to South America where it's uh, it's soccer is still huge. And the stadiums the, collapse. Yeah, but exactly. But the teams aren't as high of a level, and that's where they'll play professionally down there. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty interesting. But um, when you're looking at competition levels, it's definitely Premier League is the top competition just because uh, I'd say like their top. 10 to 12 teams really compete and then la liga with barcelona and real madrid um and sometimes atletico as well um but uh those those are i'd say la liga is really top heavy um, compared to premier league but yeah uh moving on we do want to talk some playoffs yes the playoffs have well start tomorrow for the nhl so we have a the brackets are out and whatnot so we're just gonna Let's we'll just give go, our yeah. Let's we'll go, go through it and give each, a, each, uh, each our predictions. Team. So or we'll start not. up. You want to start in the west or east? Uh, let's start in the east and finish up with the west. All right. So the east, we have uh, the number one seed versus the wild card number two. So basically one versus eight. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay versus New Jersey, with Tampa Bay being the top seed. Who do you got there? Uh, Tampa Bay. Easily, uh, yeah, I think yeah. Tampa Bay is going to be too much speed, too much talent, uh, and they're solid in net. So it's very tough to beat them. All right, and then the next matchup, Boston-Toronto. See, now this is the one where you kind of question. This will be an exciting series. I agree. And I think uh, if you want to pick an underdog in the playoffs, um, east side, I think Toronto is a good choice. Yeah, I um, just think I was – I think that Bo- the Boston team has a good depth, though. And yeah, they have absolutely. a solid goalkeeping and good defense. I think Bo- – I mean, Boston, if they would have won at home the other day, the last game of the season against Florida – Boston would be the one with the number one seed. Yeah, no, so definitely. That's how... And they've had a great season, especially if, considering the turnaround from last season. Yeah. Um, but uh, Toronto is young, and they're really talented. And, you know, I would never bet against uh, Babcock in a matchup. So uh, That's true. So that'll be definitely be a good one. But I I would still lean Boston. Okay. Um, yeah, and I, I, I would... Let's give you correct right here. Uh, I am choosing Boston. But if you want to choose an underdog and put some money on it, I would... I would consider Toronto. All right. Washington, Columbus. I'm going to go with Washington. Uh, Columbus is solid on the back end. I just, I, will, I just don't think they have the firepower to keep. I think Washington will get past that round too, but I think that'll end up being as far as Washington goes because then the next one is Pittsburgh, Philly, and I think Pittsburgh. Yeah. They just. I think that'll be a like a, a hard-hitting series, but mm-hmm. Pittsburgh just knows how to play in the playoffs. Philly's been playing good as of late, but I think Pittsburgh is. Yeah. That, that's a fun matchup right there. That is yeah, absolutely. It's good. Uh, it's a good little route for right. state. So. so now in the West, Nashville, Colorado. Uh, Nashville. Yeah, Nashville's me too. Solid. I got, I got Nashville for sure. They got, they're, they might they're, win it all. I think I, that would. I think they're going to win the West. I mean, that team's deep. They got good goalkeeping and whatnot, and then mm-hmm. it's, you know, they're just too. They they. The thing is with me is one of my biggest things is teams that get to the finals and lose, and then are they bring back a solid team the next year and get to the finals again. They usually get the job done. And so I, if, I will say right now, if Nashville gets to the Stanley Cup this year. They're going to win it. Yeah. I don't think they'll lose to anybody in the East if they make it because they're going to want it. I feel like they have like one of the most balanced rosters. Yeah, and uh, they got the experience. They got the hunger. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Winnipeg, Minnesota. Uh, this is uh, this is the toughest one, I think. This, I agree. I, Actually, I, I, uh, it can go either way. Winnipeg's really good. They're really fast. They, they have good skill up front. Uh, Minnesota's just tenacious pretty much. And Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like uh, you know they had a pretty rough exit last year, Minnesota. So they're going to be come back same same kind of thing as Nashville, and they're going to be hungry. Um, I it's kind of a new situation for Winnipeg to be. 
yeah, included in I all could, this. So. Minnesota, I think, is going to be tricky. I would actually go with that as the first upset. I think Minnesota yeah. will be a past Winnipeg. Yeah, I would agree. Just because it's the whole experience thing. And Winnipeg is young. I think Winnipeg is just a year or two away still. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, this will be an exciting one. Vegas and the Kings. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a really good matchup. Um, this, again, this is like a, an, an experience thing uh, versus uh, inexperience. And, uh, but Vegas isn't young at all by any means. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. I, I actually kind of saw them midseason, and I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if this team goes all the way. I'm actually um, – I am going to go with the Kings just because – it Vegas this I mean obviously there's guys on this team that have been there before but the Kings are just one of those teams that they're very I don't know they're just when the playoffs come around they just know what to do in the playoffs absolutely and the thing is too is when they played Vegas a couple back to those back-to-back nights one in LA one in Vegas they beat them both times and Mm -hmm. I honestly think Kings wanted this matchup I don't think the Kings wanted to face the Ducks in the first round I don't think the Kings wanted to face San Jose in the first round. I, would I think they wanted Vegas in the first round. I think that's definitely preference, uh, especially because it's it's a whole. And, I, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. I think because it's really, going to be a, a whole new atmosphere for Vegas. Okay, that's what I was also going to say. Is really quick. This will be exciting because in NHL, you, when you play a team, you're only there one night, right? And it's so now this is the first time. Now we're going to actually see Vegas is ho- you know is the home team. So we're going to see the LA Kings are going to have to be in Vegas for at least a couple nights. So it'll be interesting to see if they're disciplined and be able to handle that night that lifestyle because obviously these Vegas players have been there all year so they you know they've been used to it. They know how to probably avoid it at this point, but yeah, the Kings guys are going to come into Vegas and be like What's up? I, I do agree with you. The uh, point I would make about the Kings is that not only are they experienced, but they they play such a tough game. Uh, they're they're hard hitting and their defense is uh, solid, especially with quick in net. Um, so th- that's something that's just gonna wear on Vegas. I think that could go if it, if the series lasts long. That's gonna something that's gonna wear on them. And uh, I could see the Kings pulling it off, but I, I, I just want to see Vegas go. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want Vegas to win, but I'm just saying. It'd be, it'd be I think a great Kings story will. with so much that they've gone through and being the first year of a new franchise and being able to make the playoffs. Not only that, be the number one seed in their uh, com- or division um, is pretty big. So, All right, last there's another, one. There's another thing in that uh, okay. matchup. Here we go, Andy. So the Kings were like the local team for Vegas you know, 12 months ago. You think about it. There's probably still a lot of yeah, technically. Uh, Kings fans out there. There's a lot of Lakers fans in Vegas. That's yeah. what Vegas kind of adopts LA as their I, I would consider Colorado a little more of a home team just because Nevada, but what? I think it's closer uh, LA too. I, I agree. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you're from Nevada, I, I just know Vegas is kind of an extension of Southern California. Yeah. It's Southern California's weekend destination. It's Very true. Culturally similar, similar. So I wouldn't be surprised if there there's not much of a home ice advantage there. Yeah, no, the Kings fans will definitely travel there, and they'll be loud. I mean, they're loud fans, but but anyway, another pretty close matchup. The last one, Anaheim, San Jose. Yeah, this one. Anaheim. They've been very also up and down. keep in mind Anaheim won on their last day of the season in Vegas. I mean, not Vegas. Kings and San Jose lost. So this game, the whole time we all thought Anaheim was going to open up on the road. Now they're opening up at home, yeah, which is huge deep. because this is going to be also another physical series where people are beating each other up on the ice and in the stands. Big time, and you're talking about uh, <laughs> being able to drive to uh, away games as well. I mean, two California teams, so it's going to be a very interesting series. Uh, it's kind of tough to decide. This is probably my other uh, close one. I'm going to go with Anaheim. 
Um, just because coach-wise, I think they... Yeah, no, I'm definitely going with Anaheim um, also. I think they're the better team. They're better, and um, I, I, it's just it's going to be an exciting series, I think. I think this might go seven. Yeah, it'll definitely probably go six or seven. I think a lot of these series, to be honest, are going to go... I don't know if any of these series are going to be a sweep, really. No, I don't see a sweep at all. So it's, it's good, I mean, I, uh, yeah. I mean, they're all these are all like pretty going to be all pretty fun, exciting series. But that's the beauty of the playoffs is you never know. Yeah, should be exciting. I mean, last year we had Nashville upset Chicago with a sweep in the first round. There really is nothing like playoff hockey, and if if you have the opportunity, if you're from one of these cities, um, and you you're just a casual hockey fan or just a just never really been introduced with it. If you're going to go see some playoff games, I really recommend a hockey game. It's just fast-paced action. The atmosphere is insane, and it's it's just really there's no other experience like it. So uh, go to these games if you have the opportunity. Yes, I completely agree. Um, but other than that, we did have one story that Andy wanted to discuss. Uh, a man who's going to rena- remain anonymous for the next 10 seconds. It's a long time. What are we? Talking? Andy's not getting the hint, but it is Richie in- incognito. incognito. Yeah. There we go. So one of my favorite players in NFL history. He's uh, he's calling it quits. And when I say favorite players, I mean least favorite players. Oh, he's throws a curveball there, Andy. Yeah, he's yeah, not. A, he's not a great guy. Nobody saw that coming. He's uh, always been kind of a problem in the NFL. Martin thinks he's a nice guy. Yeah, he uh, bullied Jonathan <laughs> Martin, and now he's taking pictures of guns. Well, yeah, I think. <laughs> That guy needed to be bullied, if you ask me. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, <laughs> so Jonathan Martin does not look good in all this, but like we should not forget that Richie Incognito is still an asshole because he plays. Oh, he's an asshole on the field. He got and, penalties all the time, and he's been he's been reported of saying some very derogatory words on the field. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I don't doubt it, and I don't doubt that he's not the only one. I guarantee you. There, I mean, I've heard stories of college ball as well. Um, People using words pretty uh, lightly and and not really getting any flack for it. So uh, I'm I'm glad somebody pointed it out. And you know I don't I just lose respect when players do that. Um, people in general, really. Um, yeah. it's just, I just feel like he's kind of gotten a pass these last few years. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think uh, his like image has been rehabilitated. I think without it, doing anything, just because he's played well. Yeah, I think he kind of had like a little redemption. Uh, trial with Buffalo, I guess you could say. Yeah. I'm not really sure why, um, but that's how a lot of people took it. Uh, he, for the, for the most part, I think he kind of held it together. But other than, like I said, those outspoken instances on the field. But um, I think he's doing a lot more for the community and whatnot. I, I think know. that maybe yeah. that's why, but I'm not sure. I'm, I'm generally for forgiveness, but I don't like when these things go, like, ignored. Yeah, I agree. Some of these stories. I agree. He's um, re- but the good news is he's retired. He's no yeah, longer so in the I'm, league. I'm uh, sure he wasn't Riddance. wanted by anybody either. Okay, but, he's not Colin Kaepernick. All right, I'm sure people would want Richie Incognito. Yeah, but uh, it reminds me of another uh, kind of negative story that didn't get reported on this weekend, and that was at the Masters. Yes. The, uh, the winner, Patrick Reed. Um, they kind of glossed of over talking. his uh, <laughs> history. Throughout, they, I guess it's the Masters wants to be honorable tradition, whatever that kind That's of. That's the gentleman's game. That kind of bullshit. Yeah. Well, so I, they didn't want to like you know be gossiping, but Patrick Reed has some uh, some issues. So I think the, the one that really affects the game is his uh, his history as a collegiate athlete. 
that he was actually uh, kicked off his college team for uh, cheating. Like he's playing a playing on a different ball. Like he hit it in the rough and he went and hit someone else's ball. The old Trump maneuver. So uh, that's not that's not good. Golf golf is supposed to be honorable, and I think yeah, the, it's a gentleman. CBS game. didn't want to like mention that because it would, they don't want people. They don't want. The fans to think that ever actually happens. Well, yeah, that there's that. Uh, you know, Masters being the biggest tournament for golf, and uh, you don't want to tarnish what the game is and that tournament specifically. But uh, you know, I just learned something about the Masters recently too. Uh, that they didn't allow black uh, yes. players to receive jackets or women <laughs> until recently. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't allow women to. Was that Tiger Woods is even... the one that made that difference? Oh, Tony. Yeah. Was... Apparently, this was like not too long ago either. Yeah, the, the women have just now been allowed to play. Like, they weren't even allowed to play. Yeah. It's insane. Like, that, the club, like, on the offseason. Like, yeah. not during the tournament, but, like, they weren't even allowed to Absolutely go crazy. get around on Monday. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, it's a gentleman's sport. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I just can't believe that. I mean, in today's world and society, you know, see you can see what everything... The shift in politics and how, you know, the nation's reacting and whatnot. And then you have things like that. And it's just like, no wonder there's so much outrage about this crap. It's because yeah. we do shit like this. It's like, when was that? 1955? <laughs> like, no, 2008. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, what? <laughs> it's unbelievable to me. But, yeah, and um, keep going back to Reed, you know, just uh, his personal story. Yeah, just... the, other, the other big thing with him is that he hasn't apparently spoken to his parents or sister for, like, six or seven years. Um, he had an issue like when he was just turning pro, he decided he was going to marry this girl a few years older than him and he was just 21 or something. And his parents said like, that's not a good idea. So he just said like, well, I'm going to do it anyways. And then never spoke to him again. They weren't invited to the wedding. Um, they, they tried to go watch him play at the U S open a few years back and security escorted them out off the course because he didn't want them to be there. And it was just, it was kind of like a heartbreaking story like from his sister the parents won't say anything negative but his sister said like i can't believe he's not even my brother anymore what he's turned into like yeah, he won't even speak to us it's like it's really interesting you, you don't want to hear that about anyone i've heard i know i heard that about aaron Rodgers actually aaron Rodgers is uh the other one he kind of cut off uh communication with his family i don't i don't know more so about his parents uh, i know his brother is very like uh against him and just uh, intera- interactions with them, so I'm, I'm not sure uh, the whole story about that, but it's it's very sad to hear when somebody kind of cuts ties yeah. with uh, the people that raised you and kind of gave you what well, you especially because there's now. no there's no indication of you know abuse or anything. I could see scenarios where you would cut ties with your parents. Yeah, but something but this just seems like oh, I don't really like them anymore. Like yeah, I just can't. Exactly. There's plenty of times where I don't really like my parents. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I mean geez. I'll just go talk to them in a couple days. You no, know, absolutely. But I'm, I'm saying not, the decision. You know, I mean it's his wife, so obviously it's a big decision for him, and not to have the support is huge. But um, in the same respect, like you're gonna lose the support of your parents and your family for that i mean it's i'm not saying it's a tough decision it's definitely a tough decision but i think it's something that you make up for in the future possibly yeah um i think it's something they get over and they come to realize like hey maybe it wasn't bad especially if you're still married to her so uh i I don't know it just kind of seems a little and it is i I know like they don't want to get into like the gossip during the masters but they love to tell the family stories. They they told it with Pat, Patrick Reed. Uh, his wife was his caddy early in his career, and now his brother-in-law is his caddy. And it's mm-hmm. like, 
they tell the good, they don't want to tell the bad. No, absolutely. Things. And that, like I said, that's an image thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Masters is very uh, uh, the beloved tournament for golf, and they don't want to damage that image whatsoever. So they'll yeah, do it anything. Be, it would be interesting to see if, if Tiger did have a better weekend. Yeah. If they would say anything about, you know, sex addiction and drug uh, abuse. And very, very interesting. It's like everyone, everyone's rooting for Tiger because I think he is trying his best. And I, I don't think they would. The, Honestly, I think they would mention maybe he had some the loss of his dad. Injury. And the, the loss of, yeah. The his, back injury. Injuries like, and whatnot. His tr- you know, it's just, I don't think they would mention anything about the addiction and I mean the trials he went through. The but, fucking random women in hotel yeah. rooms all over the country. and <laughs> I think like we like forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you know he's playing well again. So, and that's something I will say. Now that he's playing well again, it really has invigorated the sport a little again. Yeah. Um, watching him play when he's on a hot streak is really entertaining. It's really inter- entertaining golf. Um, it's kind of funny that you forgot what that felt like, you know. Um, but it's uh, it's fun. I'm, I enjoy watching golf. Um, and it was a good tournament. Yeah. This was a. Uh... Like the beginning of the the real season here. There's there's yeah, tournaments throughout the year. Starting it off, but Masters is the big one. Yeah, and it, golf is such a strange game watching it because people who are the biggest fans aren't so much fans of individual golfers. I mean, they'll be fan, they'll have their favorites, mm-hmm. but they're just rooting for them to do their best. It's such a like <laughs> it's like watching like a kid's yeah, sports. Yeah, It's like oh, just get out there and have a good have a good well, round out there. I, I like, think the thing about golf is is that it's such a difficult sport. Uh, if you ever go play, like, you know, it's, oh, it's yeah. very, it's all about consistency, right? So the fact that these guys can do it so well and so consistent is huge. So I think when you're watching and you're an observer and you're at, you're attending the actual tournament, I think you just want to see good shots. Yeah. And so you're rooting for every single player. It's, on, it's unlike any other sport that you really watch. Yeah, you can't really. think like, if I'm watching the Chargers play the Chiefs, I'm not I like, want them to murder oh, every fucking player on the Chiefs. Kareem Hunt, what a, what a guy! It's just like fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like I'm a Vikings fan, and I can't stand the Packers. Can't stand Packers fans. If you're a Packer fan, yeah. fuck you. And that's just how I am, you know. And it's funny that golf, you know, you like certain golfers, but it's not like I see all these other golfers. I'm like fuck them. Yeah. I hope they do awful. It is funny though, because when we were watching, my dad and his roommate they were actually they like the big names they, they're fans of fowler they're fans of uh jordan spieth is like probably their favorite yeah. and uh so they do like cheering for like a lot of those big guys so it was funny because on the final day you had guys like i think uh ram i forget what's yeah, his first name like john ram john, or something yeah he was close he was at like only a couple He's strokes like back or something That's and he took a shot and it hit and it started rolling in the water and my dad was just screaming Get in the water! Get in the water! <laughs> so it actually, it is funny though when you actually do decide a golf like certain golfers you do want to actually see win, and when it does yeah. get close, you are actually like cheering Choose for bad shots. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I never gamble on golf. And this weekend, I decided, to, you know, because the good thing about golf is it's always good odds. Like the favorite for the Masters was uh, Jordan Spieth at nine and a half to one. So you're always going to get good value. So I threw down a little bit of money on Rory at eleven to one. And he was in it all the way up until the last moments. Again. He just yeah. couldn't. He just couldn't putt to I mean, save his life. It wasn't terrible, but yeah, it was. No, he he was going for the eagle putt that would have tied him on the second hole. And I'm confident that if he makes that putt, it it's a whole different yeah, thing because yeah, he would have had the confidence. But the moment like he I missed said, that putt, it just he didn't feel like he had it that day, and he was missing putts probably in his own head. And yeah, he crumbled. And Jordan Spieth had the remarkable Sunday. I mean, he like tied the leader at one point. But Patrick Reed, he yeah, just had to give it to early. him. He was just consistent the whole time whether he was playing his ball or someone else's 
He was consistent. <laughs> he was consistent the entire time. So I mean, to hold the lead for three days on a difficult course is it's impressive. I mean, good yeah, for absolutely. him. I mean, I obviously didn't know any of his background story, so it didn't realize how much of an asshole yeah, he actually just, well, is. I just but, saw something was like, why is he so unpopular yeah, or something? And I was, but that I'm was the interesting the thing is because he really they kept talking about that too, how he had no fans in the stands. And that's that's the thing I wanted to backtrack a little when I said uh, you don't really root against any golfers. Well, not necessarily them, true yeah. because there are some dickheads that play golf that you don't want to see do well. <laughs> so I wanted to interject and say I think a lot of people don't like Sergio Garcia. Yeah, and when he had that hole where he hit it like four water hazards in a, <laughs> yeah. row, in a row, I'm sure. Well, after the second one, happy. he's like, I'm already out, so fuck this. Yeah. I'm going to get <laughs> it. Nowhere. He was doing the same shot like four times in a row, all water hazards. He got like a 13 on a par three or four. Yeah, it was, it was a 13. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, for my, my dad, for instance, is not like him at all. Yeah, see, and there's certain golfers like that, and usually I think that's just uh, PR and like them yeah, being I'm sure dickheads or assholes. off of the course. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, uh, Rory said something about how um, before the final round, like all the pressure's on him, he's got to hold the lead, and then he held the lead. So. Yeah, definitely. Like I don't, I would just not talk about. Cause they they don't really see each other as opponents, but like when you're matched up with someone on the final day, like just don't talk about them before. Yeah, there's no point. I mean, you're only setting yourself up for bad yeah. publicity. Um, but yeah, it was an exciting tournament. Looking forward to the rest this year. Um, but I did. We do want to finish up with a little. Uh, basketball preview because it is wrapping up season's over yes yeah we're about ready to say goodbye for this episode and i think we need to say goodbye to the clippers season <laughs> oh they, andy they have been eliminated they had a finally they've had a rough i'd say month lou williams secretly died at the all-star break and no one realized it he's, <laughs> i think he was upset he didn't make he's, it he's just he's just coasting he's scoring 20 points a game still but he's like coasting through he's just not he's not the same as he was before the all-star break and the clippers just didn't didn't have enough juice to, you know, make the playoffs here. So uh, we're down to nine teams for the eight spots. Yep. In the West we got Conference. seven of them are already in. Obviously, you got Houston, the number one seed, Golden State, number two. You got uh, uh, Portland, number three, looking to, I mean, looking like they might stay there, I think. But we'll see. Utah so could the, still get Utah them. Utah could still get there. The, all, and then three who, through eight is in flux. Yeah, right it's now. all, yeah, they it's were saying all, there's all these scenarios. Well, but the only, the thing that like you can. four-way tie. The thing that you can look forward to that'll be exciting is tomorrow night, Wednesday, Minnesota Timberwolves play at home versus the Denver Nuggets. And the win, uh, the last game of the season for each of them. And the winner gets the eighth spot. So yeah. that'll be, uh, that'll be exciting. Because I'll tell you what, if Minnesota gets that eighth spot. And they play Houston in the first round. I mean, I think Houston beats them, but with the healthy Minnesota team, Jimmy Butler, Towns, Wiggins, well, they'll give them – I think they can sneak at least two wins. And that, that Thibodeau uh, game in the playoffs, uh, especially those guys will be playing 44 minutes a game. That will really uh, tire out the Rockets. Could be a... And I'll tell you another thing too. I mean, if the Pelicans, they if... – I think they're the worst team in the field, honestly. Yeah, but at the same time – they can compete with any of them, really. I think yeah. the Spurs might be the worst team in the field, really. The Spurs haven't looked good at all. They just have so all. much experience. Population. I know, but I'm just saying, like, it just they haven't played too well. I'm yeah, just saying with not... the, the Pelicans have one thing that no other team in the West has other than maybe Minnesota, and that's a center that can play well. Anthony Davis dominates. The, the but Nuggets here's my only... have Jokic, who's well, not a factor on defense. Here's my, here's my X factor, though. Rondo seems to play well in the playoffs. He facilitates well, so I'm thinking there's a possibility he he's good, he's crafty, he's a good he's a good leader out there. 
or like leader with the ball, I should say. I don't know how his leadership actually is, but he facilitates well. He makes things happen. And remember last year, Chicago was up to was O on Boston, and then Rondo got hurt, and that's when Boston won the next four. Yeah. So, I mean, Rondo makes things happen in the playoffs. And the Pelicans have been scoring points. Obviously, if they still had uh, DeMarcus Cousins, it would be a different story. But, you know, we'll see. I just think the playoffs, we discussed this a couple pods ago. I think this year in the playoffs, East and West, is going to be more exciting than it has been the last couple years. You know, I don't think it's going to be like last year where Cleveland and Golden State bash each other at 12-0 and and 12-1, and like a combined 24-1. and No, I feel like outside of the Raptors um, in the East, all those – Every team in the East could lose. Boston, obviously, is going to be without Kyrie. Yeah. Uh, Philly's so young. Cleveland is no idea we're going to get out of them. And the teams at the bottom have ability, you know, think Milwaukee and Washington. Yeah, they all got talent. So. And it's uh, I think it's just much more exciting. Uh, you know, it's, it's what the NBA needed, man. They needed some, like, uh, balance yeah. throughout. But, like, three weeks from now, we're going to be bitching because it's going to be... I know, right? It's going to be Golden, Golden State, State, Cleveland. I'll like, be fucking pissed. <laughs> It's going to happen. (laughs) It really is, but I just hope it's – I think, like I said, there's obviously – there's a hell of a chance it's going to be Golden State-Cleveland again, but my point is it's not going to be because Golden State goes 12-0. Absolutely. It's going to be – It's going to be there. Those teams are going to be tested this time. Now, when they meet in the finals, whoever faces Cleveland, I think, obviously, I think is going to sweep them. Yeah, roll over them, yeah. And maybe lose one at home, maybe lose, like, game three at home or game four. I I think last year we – I know I watched that game. I think you didn't even watch it. What? I remember we, me and Sean watched the one game that Cleveland won. They were just like, they're going to yeah, win. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Like, why are we even care? And it's like, well. That's right. They were down They were down 3-0, and they did come out that game good. Yeah. I think I did actually watch that. But, yeah. It was just like, that was that was so embarrassing. Yeah, the sport, but Even game four, the game five, though, I think actually was decent. I think Durant, they ran away with it. That's yeah, what it was. I, yeah, think, yeah. I think it was close, and then they won by two. Durant made a big shot or something, and then they ended up just pulling away, and then it was never. But it was still like, they're not going to lose four in a row. So. No, 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 but, no. Uh, All right, well, you know what? I think it's time we wrap, and uh, thank you for listening. As always, that's our weekly Tony's Take Sports podcast. Be sure to turn it over and go to our entertainment one next. Thank you for listening.